0: the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the police response to Gabby Hanna and how welfare checks actually work. Clint's looking at me like, "Who the fuck? Is- <laughs> who the fuck is Gabby Hanna?" And I wouldn't even know who she was if I didn't see so many people that work in the mental health space constantly post about her recently. So it was one of those things where I open up YouTube and it's like over and over and over again. All the people that I follow are talking about this person. So I watched a couple videos. And then I watched a couple of this Gabby Girls videos. And I'm going to share with you what I think of it. But mostly I want to know as a police officer, Clint, what you think of it in terms of the response from the LAPD. So there is somebody who is a social media content creator named Gabby Hanna. And she's been in the limelight for many, many years. And evidently she's been open about her mental health struggles and recently she has been on what a lot of people who certainly aren't her medical professionals but people who work in the realm of mental health so psychiatrists psychologists who have given their take based on what they've seen from videos that Gabby has shared and in the past week there were days where I think in one day she had posted over 200 TikToks and so I watched about five of them and you can definitely tell that she's in what I deem to be a manic state of mind. And there was a point where she's talking about herself being the second coming. And it gets to the point where she has so many fans that are so concerned for her that they call the LAPD for a welfare check. And I'm talking like um, so many calls, an abundance of calls that the LAPD is getting. And... It got to a point where many of her fans felt that she was in danger because there was one fan in particular who showed up to her house, did not say that he was a fan, and just asked as a random stranger to use the bathroom. And given the state of mind that she's in, you can see him, he's he's recording her, and she lets him inside of her house, and he's showing her house, he shows her license plate, and Then it came to the point to where Gabby understood that this was a fan and this was somebody who knows who she is. So she says, get the fuck out of my house and he leaves. And of course, that gentleman is getting all kinds of shit for doing what he did. He even created a brand new TikTok account. Just trying to get views is what it what it seems like. So the LAPD has been called many times. They show up to her house and they deem that she is not a threat to herself or a threat to anybody else. And the LAPD keeps getting these calls because the things that this female is posting is just, obviously there's something wrong with her. She lives by herself and even her response to the LAPD showing up, anybody of a sound mind watching that would know there's something not quite right here. So, A lot of people are also upset at the LAPD's response to this and not doing something more. They said they provided her the resources that she might need if she chooses to use them. And then all that the public sees is these crazy videos that she's posting. So, Clint, I want to know your take on just this upset from the public and how these welfare checks typically work.
1: You know, it's it's a really tricky situation, and most people don't understand the reality behind it, and that is something that, as law enforcement, we deal with on a regular basis. Um, I've gone to hundreds of these types of calls in the past, and, and it's something where us as law enforcement, we can respond to it in the way that... Is legal and is not violating someone's rights. So, the the trickiest part with it is one if they're in their house alone and they're talking about crazy stuff. Does that make it to where we as law enforcement can come and intervene? I think there's a lot of failures in our mental health system. Um, I don't necessarily think. It's always a law enforcement issue, depending on the circumstances, but in this instance particularly, just going off of what you just explained is, I don't see the LAPD have done anything wrong to the effect of how they handled the situation. And the reason being is, what makes her rants or her videos illegal in any way, or to the point of law enforcement intervention needing to come into place. I can't force somebody to accept services if they're not willing to do it. You know, there's we have the WNI code of 5150 which does allow for us to pretty much remove someone's rights and take them to, for a mental health evaluation at a hospital. But there's so much to that and we have to be able to articulate everything associated with it. Now, if we were to do that based off of just statements made or anything associated to that or what other people say, like, unfortunately, it is not illegal to say, and I'll just use this as an example, to kill yourself. If you're in your own... Domain, you're not a danger to others and say you refuse to answer the door, or come out. I can't force my way in to that environment and extract you from your personal space. There's been many instances in the past where it's been the complete opposite in, in history. You know, the, the public mindset is one thing and they go, well, you guys shouldn't have gone in there in the first place, because you guys antagonized this person to where you guys had to shoot him or her and kill them. And they were just suffering a mental health crisis. And the police department has to eat that liability. And they have to now deal with the backlash from the public outcry, because we raise the level of that incident from being a non-criminal action to pretty much where now our lives are in jeopardy and we had to take someone's life.
0: So coming from a clinical standpoint, if in fact she does suffer from a diagnosed or undiagnosed mental health illness, and if in fact she is suffering from, let's say, a manic episode or something of the sorts, then I believe that the... Someone as a complete stranger to who she is means that her family or her friends or her close confidants the people in her inner circle, are most certainly aware of what is going on with her. So in my opinion, that liability, you know, the the initial onset of it, police show up, they, they do their evaluation and somebody who is in a manic state for example they are of an increased risk to themselves and to the public that's the honest truth these episodes are can be so severe and so given that and given the parameters around what is the responsibility and what law enforcement can and can't do i believe that that liability then rests on the shoulders of those people that are within her genuine inner circle and I wish that the narrative was focused more on that and less on what LAPD did or didn't do in a situation like this.
1: And, you know, I, I've i partnered with LAPD in a lot of investigations and a lot of what I do, and they have a complete branch of their police department that focuses on mental health and alleviating the pressures of typical patrol officers to have to respond to it. And they have caseworkers and social workers that coincide with these type of investigations. And what it all comes down to is it's that old saying is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And the same thing goes in into the mental health realm is we can provide tons of resources. Unfortunately, with our resources, a lot of it will come down to medication. A lot of medications help alleviate that. But if you're not willing to go through the hardships of figuring out what medications you need or or what's necessary with it, then the, the help is really limited. Because we cannot force somebody, you can't force somebody to take a pill. We go back to the 1980s when Reagan disbanded the mental health hospitals that people were being forced into, and once that happened, you see more and more of people with mental health issues being forced to care for themselves. And And you're absolutely right, their inner circle is responsible for them, but it comes to a point is if this person's not willing to accept this, are we as a society open to removing them from all rights and putting them into a facility where they can't be a harm to themselves or others and leaving them there until they're cured? And then after the fact, who's going to follow up with it?
0: Yeah, it's a very... A very delicate situation, I think, because if something isn't done, be it by her inner circle, her not, or not, or herself, then it's almost as though we're in this waiting pattern where we then see people perhaps go off the deep end and then something really catastrophic happens. So I hope that the takeaway that you've gotten from today's episode is mental health should never be. For somebody's entertainment which i most certainly believe she's being exploited right now in that sense and if ever you do have someone within your own inner circle or you do identify somebody who might need a little bit of nudge in the terms of their inner circle that we always speak up and we try to do what we can with a good heart in mind and with that individual and um the delicacy of the privacy that should be taken in a situation like this If you have gotten any value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.